to attend church at least once in 2023 and you haven't been, you got about an hour because that's how long I'm going to talk. I'm just kidding. Day number 365, how did it go? Was it a good year? Right, everyone here, we'd, unless you were born in this year, and we have a couple of those, right, which is good stuff, but unless you were born, we've all experienced the same number of days in 2023. Some of those days were spent working, which is a good thing. Some of those days were spent on vacation, which could be even a better thing. Some of those days were spent sick, like the last 10 or so at our house. Some of those days were spent traveling to wherever and doing whatever. Some of those days were just spent at home. Some of those days were spent here at church, like this one right here. You did it. The last day, it's a good way to finish the year. We've had an interesting year as a church, I'd say. We've seen people in our church family, they've come and they've joined us and they've been here and uh, we're, we're excited about that. Some of you even stayed, you've been here for what, 10, 15, 20 years and you just can't let go and that's awesome. And some people in our church family have, have gone, they've moved away, they're not able to come anymore, we've, we've, we've battled those things as well. We've tried some new things at the church. And we've continued to do some of the things that we've always done, probably because that's what churches do really well, right? We've learned what it means to disciple people and what it means to be discipled. It was our big focus this whole year. So as a church, we've had an interesting year. As your pastor, I've had an interesting year, okay? And it's been a very good year in uh, but I will tell you that 2023 has been the most challenging for your pastor in 20 plus years of full-time ministry. I've spent more time praying than any other year of my ministry this, this year. 2023 has been hard, and not because of you, right? You guys are awesome. Keep it up, all right? Keep it coming, all right? But... Um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that I have to serve you and to serve God and what his kingdom means in this community. And uh, all that to say, the blessings far outweigh the hard stuff, right? In 2023, in, in full transparency, though, has been hard and exhausting. And so I'm looking forward, right? I'm looking forward, that's what's on the screen. I'm looking forward to what's to come. Like I said, it's not been a bad year. It's just been hard, right? And I think that you can probably, um, you can probably uh, relate to me in some ways. So just as it happens every year at the end of December, we get to look back on the past 12 months and how they've unfolded. And you've seen it on TV. There's a top 10 of 2023 for pretty much everything, right? And so for some, 2023 has been very unforgettable, all right? Is that you? You don't have to answer, but has it been? For others, it's been very forgettable, all right? We don't want to know anything that happened this year. And I hope that your year has been good, one where you did a lot of seeking, where you did one, a year that, that God has stretched your faith, 
and one where you did a lot of following because of that, and, and that God led you in a way that has blessed you and your family in the greatest way possible. Because I ho- And I hope that that's what happened. It's probably not true across the board, but I hope that's what it was for your life. Today, though, I want to look forward. Today, I want us to set our hearts on what's coming up. Next Sunday, we have uh, this time set aside to celebrate our 100-year anniversary of serving the Emporia community. Think about 100 years. And you'll hear about this a lot next week probably. But think about the last 100 years. What all has gone on in our world? What all has, has gone on in your life, right? If you're not 100, you can just use the years you have, right? But um, we're going to take some time to look back at the span of our church in this community and where we met and the different buildings and the different locations and some of the different ministries that we did as a church to, to help spread the word. And uh, in, in it'll be a great time, and we'll celebrate how faithful God has been over the last century in Emporia First Church of the Nazarene. But the challenge today and for the next week is not the past. The challenge is to look forward. We'll get to look and remember, and we want to always always remember the the good things, but we want to see how God worked in our past in order to help us look forward. And so we want to try and look forward. Our challenge is to have our eyes up. The challenge is to be in on the work that God is, is going on right now. And, and that he's doing in you and through you and through our church and in our families. So over the next year, we're going to try to focus, maybe even refocus a little bit, our hearts on some foundational items in our spiritual lives, starting with prayer. So on January 14th, we'll um, begin um, a time of launching into how to train ourselves to, uh, to better embrace our prayer life. And fasting. Everybody's like, oh, I like prayer. Not the fasting, right? That's weird and it's hard and, you know, it's inconvenient. But we're going to talk about it. That's why it's called discipline. Discipline is just training. We always think of discipline as something bad. But we're just training ourselves to do things that will help us in advance. When, When athletes train, they train ahead of time so that they can be better on the field in advance. And that's what we want for our time of prayer and fasting in our church as individuals. And so we're going to launch into this time, and I, I want to learn how to pray with a seeker's heart. We want to understand this idea of fasting as a tool of spiritual enrichment so we can let go of ourselves and let God do what he wants to do in our lives with the purpose of seeking the will of God, both as individuals and how that flows through the impact in our church has, and then through our community as well. And after that, we're going to dive into how to lead ourselves in a better spiritual life so we can be better at leading others. Now, not everybody can stand up here and lead in this way, but there's ways to lead your family. There's ways to lead at work spiritually. There's lots of ways that we can learn to lead And at the beginning of the Lenten season, uh, leading into Easter, we want to recognize what God has already supplied in us and let him pull that out of us. And we want to understand better what it means to surrender 
and it'll all center, but it'll all center, and this, this time, that time will all center around some of the leadership um, flops and celebrations of Moses, because Moses was a pretty insecure guy in his leadership, and God had to pull a whole lot out of him. And so uh, we'll be uh, focusing on a book by Eddie Eastep, who's actually the district superintendent up in the Kansas City district, called What's in Your Hand? And being able to use what we have that's in us to be better leaders. So you can look forward to that, or I'll just spring it on you later. Most importantly, I want to start this year by focusing our hearts on prayer, and uh, I look forward to seeing what that will look like. We're going to finish this um, this service together, this gathering, with some directed prayer. Uh, to wrap up, though, today, I said wrap up, but we still got a while. Remember, our kids, got, they have till noon. If they do a balloon drop at 1148, it will take all the uh, anticipation out of it. So um, I want to hear from you. That's what I want. First things first. So I'd love for three or four of you to share today. And uh, this is old school, right? This is old school testimony time. Are you ready? Are you fired up? No. All right. Well, it'll be a short time then. But I'd love for you to share. And I'll give you a microphone. There's, there's a couple of things, though. All right? A little disclaimer. Um, in order to share, we don't want the whole, we just want this, right? Does that make sense? Um, the backstory is good, and that's something that we can share after the service. But in this, for time, for, listen, as a pastor, this is hard, right? Because you never know what's going to go when somebody gets a microphone in their hand. You see that every week when I get a microphone, but you, don't, you just never know. So just keep it a brief-ish. We're not gonna put a, I'm not going to tap my foot or play you off with music. But I would ask you to come forward just down here so everybody can kind of see who is sharing. If you're not able to, then I'll bring you a microphone. But I just want you to, I want to keep it to two different um, subjects, okay? How did God bless you in 2023? How did God use you in 2023? That's what I kind of want to hear. If you get off that a little bit, um, I'll just rip the microphone away from you and we'll go on to the next one. But I'm just kidding. So, who wants to go first? Come on, everybody. Not everybody at once. Who would like to go first? We just want to share about God's grace in your life over the last year, the good things that have gone on. This is your chance, and I will wait. Who's going to go first? All right. Yeah, get ready. This year started out kind of funny with Holly Butcher. She'd always been our Bible study teacher on Mondays. With Holly being not available, um, I stepped up, and I am very insecure in leading Bible study. But the girls are good enough to be with me and love me, and we made it through the year. <laughs> and we'll come, not tomorrow. Okay, not tomorrow. <laughs> But uh, if you would like to come on Monday mornings at 10 o'clock, please feel welcome. Um, we're just normal believers, and we're learning together, and we'll be starting a new study soon. So God has stretched me. I've been in the church forever, but God has stretched me this year by using me. Thank you. Awesome. And I love him. Yeah. 
That's good. How's God used you? How's God blessed you this year? The, the first domino fell, so now it's easy, right? It can just be two words if that's all it takes. everybody I want to share made me very excited because in my job they have too many people and I was on my break time and I saw that the woman I never met her I don't know her I don't know even now I don't know his name I know he's from Mexico and I remember I was in my locker room and she, she was crying she let him sit down on the chair and and she crying and and I feel my heart say something to her but I'm afraid but every time when I think and to say something to to her I feel my heart pump a little hard and I said no God is tell me do something and I go close to her and I give you a hug and I say I don't know what's going on in your life but I know God loves you and any any situation you you are right now, if it economic, uh, family trouble, and anything is, God can fix it for you. And then my heart was really broken when when she say uh, her her son passed away, her son take his life, and that that was so hard because you never know what's the other people, neighbor, they pass through in difficult moment. And I, I told her, can I pray for you? And after pray for him, for her, she told me about his son. And we saw the people everywhere in the store and wherever we, we go, and we don't know what's, what's going on in their heart. So I pray for him, for her. And two weeks after, I didn't know her, but she come tell me and say, oh, thanks for you prayed the day. And I saw her again in the morning before we actually found, start to work. And, and some other person say, oh, in this holiday season, it's hard for her. And I say, I think it's the same woman. And she crying again. And I go and give a hug and I say, oh, everything going to be fine. So just pray, God. If you don't know how to pray, it's simple. Pray to God is just talk to, to him. Because some people, they don't know, they're not specific rule for pray. Just tell God how you feel, and he's going to heal you, and everything's going to be okay. So then I give you a hug, and then one more time, than another day, I didn't remember her. But she come close to me, she remember and say, oh, thanks for you prayed the other day, and thanks for how you did. So this is my experience with mm -hmm. the girl. And with the other person of job, well, I, I talk a lot with everybody. <laughs> and sometimes they, I have another friend, her mom is heart cancer, and she was, uh, she was sad. They was from... Venezuela, and she can come back to see her mom. So we pray for her, 
for her, her mom, and I ask her, what's going on with your mom? And say, oh, my mom, he's going to start with that chemo, but thanks God, uh, her mom, her cancer is not spread on her body. So they have a chance to survive. And another thing I want to say, and I want to say, God, thank you for my family. This year it was amazing for my family because, especially in my house, because my son, he's 23 now, <laughs> still my baby, <laughs> and mm -hmm. he graduated from college. And Sydney turned 15, and I want to make a party for her. You know, because in, in El Salvador, uh, we don't celebrate that 16, sweet 16. We celebrate that 15 years. And she said, no, I don't want it, nothing. And I said, great, because I know <laughs> to do nothing. But <laughs> we planned to make a, a trip next year. But it was, we were so blessed in all of this year. So, and especially when I had the opportunity to tell the, the woman I work, you know, support to him and support our neighborhood. So, Amen. Thank That's you. awesome. Thanks, Miss Sarah. That's awesome. That's great. Anyone else? Well, I started off uh, last year uh, at the end of, uh, I guess that's 22, wasn't it? Uh, along with my wife and a person not to be named, I received a shirt that said, uh, I'm nicer than the look on my face. And, oh, by the way, I did wear it, uh, and I lit the, uh, uh, the Advent candle wearing that same shirt. But as I, we were wrapping up uh, 2023, Terry had to go in for her uh, uh, cancer doctor, and I never really noticed it before, but they had a word for the day. And uh, they, the word was glower. And for anybody that doesn't know the definition of that is is to have an angry or sullen look on one's face or scowl. And the, the noun for it is have an angry or sullen look on one's face. And um, I'm not big on resolutions because it's broken when you say you're going to do it. Uh, but taking the starting at the end of 22 and the beginning of at the end of 23 and getting those messages is going to help me think about the look on my face uh, as I stand in line and deal with people that cause that look on my face uh, and uh, work on being better at that and presenting myself in a way that is more Christ. It's interesting how your year turns out. I have a friend, worked with him for 10 years with, my la with, with the last place we both worked. And he calls me two or three times a week on the phone. He's a Christian. But we were talking one day and he said, uh, I want to thank you. I said, what's that about? He said, well, he said, we were talking one day, and he said, he told me our jobs were our mission field. And that whatever we do, we impact people every single day. 
And he said, you know, it changed my attitude. He said, as to what? How I treat my customers, how I talk to my customers, and whatever I do. He said, he said that that's he said it's just changed the way I look at things. But anyway, they have a Sunday night Bible study. And his dad had passed away, and he calls me on the phone. He says, what do you think of this? And so we'd talk about it and visit, and I'd say, well, go here and look, you know, read, see what the Bible says, come back to me, and we'll talk some more. And so we would do that, but it's been iron sharpening iron all this year, and it's been a lot of fun. And the thing of it, the thing of it is, uh, you never know who you're impacting or whatever you do. And I received a word of advice from my wife this year. I'm very opinionated, and there are those that know it. And said, maybe you need to soften that a little bit, just bring it down a tone or two. And you know she's right. Because <laughs> there are times I can I can just say things without thinking of with a little without a little tact. But you know what? With God's grace, maybe I'll get over that and I'll be able to tell her and be able to present it in that way. That's good. You never know who's watching and how they're gonna take that, right? Anybody else? Pastor Keith, come on. You know, when you give a retired pastor a mic, you're in trouble. But I'm thankful for this church. Uh, I'm thankful that we have been brought back in and loved by this church, that we've been allowed to serve in a church that we served so many years ago, and many pastors aren't allowed to do that. I'll just be honest with you. A lot of times when pastors are retired, they're thrown away and, and just left to do their own thing. I'm thankful that my family and I, we've been welcomed and we've been prayed for and we've been praying for you all as we do every day. But uh, there are times when I'm fortunate enough to be called and asked to preach uh, in another church. And I always think that's a real privilege because it gives you an opportunity to speak what the Lord lays on your heart. And it may be for what that church needs to hear, uh, but maybe the pastor didn't want to say it. Uh, so I thank you for allowing us to serve. Um, thank you for allowing us to do Bible studies. Um, my style is not everybody's style, and everybody likes it, and that's that's okay. But that's me. So thank you for for allowing us to share, and thank you for being uh, so kind to us and let us be a part of your church. Thanks, Keith. I'm super emotional this morning, so you were probably going to get a lot of tears. Um, you know, they say what God has healed you through, he gives you authority and healing. And I went through a lot of turmoil in my life and a particular hard season last year. And God used that in a way that I put together a very small, well, I guess what I would consider an online Bible study, but with three of my friends in Texas that were battling a lot of the same struggles. And um, I've always been good with words, 
but not not confident about that. I've always been extremely empathetic, um, and God put me in a place where I could help and guide three of my friends. Um, I come from a friend group that doesn't have a whole lot of God in it, um, and we lived a life that didn't reflect that at all, and to be able to guide three girls and then help guide me through finding God and showing them where he worked in my life and to help them through all of their struggles that they were going through, we strengthened each other. And like Dwayne said, like iron sharpening iron, it was awesome to see um, the life I came from, from Odessa, was not the life that I know in Emporia. And to see girls that lived like that want to follow and want to learn more and learn through all the hardships to lean on him and um, put me in a really cool position to to help show them like what he did in my heart, what he did in my life, and and it can continue. And we're learning about all kinds of really cool things like breaking generational curses and together. And uh, I never thought that I'd be in a position to lead in that in that way at all. Um, but it's blessed me as much as it's blessed them, if not more, to be brave enough to, to be vocal enough. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Anyone else? I've had a tough year um, within me. Uh, it was hard. But I am so thankful that God has put my friends um, and the people that love me and help me through that tough time. I'm thankful that God put me through and is pulling me through every day. Um, I'm blessed to have my family, my job, just living life. I'm thankful for people. Thanks very much. Come on up here, Sonny. I'll meet you halfway. How about that? There you go. Oh, pictures. Husband. Um, my mom and I. Still came here to the Midwest. Me lost I've done really good until this last couple of weeks. I don't know what to do about it. I cry about every drop of a pin and I I'm the oldest of them. This is going to sound so bad. My mother drug us to church every single Sunday when we were um,
and I died. I almost I lost part of me. I've been happy, I've been angry, not in the middle, I really want to back it up. And the other day, one of my sisters asked me to pray for her, and she asked me to start Daddy a And I looked at her and I said, I think in their own way they would be and she goes, they would be mostly proud of you because you kept yourself in God all this time. Pray for us or there we will be. It just to find out how I was. I don't know how to get them there, but none of them were. I love God. I love Jesus. I without them, even my husband has told me since this last year, I probably there. Uh, I hide it. I go to work, but I even hide it. I don't like that. I want to be back out. I got to go back to seventh grade. I love the kids I work with. I love every single student in that school. I'm not allowed to talk to them. Our our schools of God in in there. I just ask that in the spirit, because I am thinking about retirement. <laughs> um, pray for us. Pray for our school, the high school, the middle school, all of the elementary schools, the middle schools. Whether they want it or not. And I'm going to try to be better. And In August, we moved my uh, mother-in-law in with us. She met her one time, her light shined. And I knew I owed her my best. We, we owed her our best. <clears throat> you bring a prayer warrior like that under your roof, and uh, it, you can't not help but be a better man. And we laid her to rest a couple weeks ago. Just as... Uh, Sad time, but a great time, and our family, we love the Lord.
well, I'm thankful for my family and the support that they give to me and my kids and for all of you too, for your prayers and for our Sunday school and our children's programs, our youth programs. Um, I've seen my children go through situations and choices this year that they have made great choices. Things where I look at them thinking, I could have done that. And so I'm thankful for all of you and mom and dad for um, just your prayers and support. Well, I won't give you the backstory, but um, a lesson that God has been working probably on me for about 20 years, maybe longer, um, is that I'm not in control, but I know who is. And I'm so thankful for my Savior, so thankful for a church family, and I have many church families, so thankful for them. But somebody needed to hear that you're not in control, mm -hmm. but you can trust God. And there are many scriptures that say he's holding on with his right hand. So I encourage you to reach out to him when you're struggling. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for sharing <clears throat> all these things that uh, we all need to hear. Because chances are the things that you go through over the course of 12 months are exactly what the person two people away are going through as well, in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I hope that through this, you understand that, <clears throat> that God works in your life, and he works through your life. And you don't know what, what other people see or how they take it when you act in the way that God would act, when you share the love of Jesus the way that he would share, and, uh, and hopefully moving forward through, um, through the, the next 12 months and the chance to hit the reset button, if that's what you want to do, you have the opportunity to uh, gain some flexibility in our life and in our church, and um, I'll cut out a few things here, but just... Uh, we want to be in on what God wants to do in, in this church, in your own life. We want to be in on it this year. As we look forward into what God has planned for us, we want to be in on it. We want to be a part of it. We don't want to just sit over here and watch everybody else do what they think, should, and then give you the opportunity to maybe say, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Just be in on it. That's what we want. For all of you, First um, Corinthians chapter nine. Um, I've used this uh, passage in the past um, in in a few different places. But Paul, he writes to the Corinthian church, and uh, he he's the king of flexibility. All right, as long as it's advanced the kingdom of God, he wants to do it. He wants to be a part of whatever um, whatever the case is. If what and so in this passage, he's talking about being able to relate to people where they are. Not bring them into some place, but to relate to them. So he tells them, to the weak, I became weak. Why? To win the weak. And he tells, I, I became, uh, to the Jews, I became like a Jew. To the Gentiles, I became like a Gentile. 
And all of those things, with whatever Paul was doing, he worked to identify with the people that he was face-to-face with. And, uh, and so he didn't try to shape their lives and, and change their opinions to match his opinion. What he did was try to shape their lives around um, different experiences that he's had through the grace of God, all because he wanted more people to understand one thing, that the grace of God is for everyone, not just men. That was a big deal in those times, right? Not just women, not just for those under the age of 28, right? Not just people born into the right family or not just people born into the right country, which we have a lot of entitlement on as as Americans. But the grace of God is for everyone, and Paul understood this. Every person experiences that grace in a different way according to the experiences that we heard here today. Those experiences, we, we all take in the grace of God in a different way. It impacts us in a different way. And, and so he knew, Paul knew about great, the grace of God, obviously. He remembered daily where he was before he became a Jesus follower. He remembered what it was like to live a graceless life. And Paul was all in on letting God's grace work in the lives of others. Eugene Peterson, he uh, wrote a paraphrase of the scripture, and it's called The Message. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I'll just read this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 today from The Message, and uh, I think that you'll hear these words in a great way. Even though I am free of the demands and the expectations of everyone, I voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious people, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose-living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. Okay? I didn't take on, I didn't do all the bad things that they were doing in order to, but I didn't take on their way of lives. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life, and I did it all because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. And that's what our challenge is today. I want to be in on it. We didn't try and change everybody's life by the things that we do. That's what we're looking for in 2024, to be in on it, just to be a part of what God has planned for his kingdom, to be in on the blessings that God has prepared for you and for me. If we Get up and go and do. To be prepared, to to be in on these blessings that God has prepared for our church and in our community because of the way that he can work through us. And be in on all of it. We're going to, to do this, we're going to have to become all things to all people. That's what uh, the, the actual scripture says, not the message version. With the goal of saving some. That's the idea. We're not going to save everybody, but that's not up to us. 
Our job is to share the name of Jesus, let the Holy Spirit do his work in their lives. We're going to have to become all things to all people. We're going to have to show our flexibility and relate to where people are in their lives, that, that keep our bearings in Christ, right? That we don't just jump in and, and do all the things that they're doing to, to relate to them, but we keep our bearings in Christ. Instead of waiting for them, uh, we're, we're going to have to figure out this. And instead of waiting for them to figure it out first, and then come here, and then we'll disciple them. And this place, obviously, we've talked about, needs to be a place where people belong before they believe because they're loved with Christ's love. And, and to do all this, it's going to take each one of us to do our part. And I know we're pushing New Year's Eve. So to focus, it's going to take each of us to focus our hearts in, in beginning to pray every day that your kingdom will come, that your will be done, and that we seek the heart of God for our lives by seeking his will and then shifting our hearts to where God is leading. Not just seek it, but then go where he's telling us to go. Does that make sense? And then live it out the way he wants us to. And then invite someone, or for someone, right? To engage in a life that is all in for Jesus. Notice I didn't say invite them to church. Just invite them to engage in a life that is all in for Jesus. And maybe that someone or those, those people are at your job. We've seen how um, experienced God can, can use you through your job. Maybe it's uh, someone on your kid's sports team or dance team or karate team, whatever your kids do. There's parents that need that. They need God's love in their life, and you can share it with them. Maybe it's someone in your family, and they need the grace of God in their lives. So be in on it today through this next year. It might mean inviting them to church. It might mean that. Or a Bible study. Or it might mean starting a Bible study or a small group at your house. Okay? I know that was shocking. If we need to get the AED out for that, that's okay. But you have permission. You're like, well, I never started a small group in my house because I didn't know the pastor wanted. You want, I want you to. Okay? That's what I want. I'll resource you like crazy. Right Now Media has 10,000 video series of Bible studies that you can choose from, and you have access to all of those. Start a Bible study. Start a small group. Let me know when it is, okay? We'll, we'll try and pop in and say hi, but we, it, because we do that, because that might be the only place that the people that you're trying to reach will go. They won't come here, and that's okay, Right? They need to be able to see God's love in your life, and it can happen at your house. It can happen at Brahms. It happens every week at Brahms with our youth group. So get together. Let the public see that you're having a Bible study, right? It's okay, too. And that's where people are actually willing to go. And maybe we'll start a small group with some trusted friends and, and include that one person so you can gang up on them, right? Whatever it takes, right? Willing to do all things for all people, right? So we just want to, it just means that we might need to share life with someone that God leads you to share your life with. I'm not talking about a lifelong partner. I'm talking about 
share your life experiences about how God has served and worked through you because they're going through the same things. It might mean that we stop doing something that we've always done in order to make room for something new that God wants to use in your life. It might mean just making that, it might mean making that big decision that you've been putting off because you're afraid to make it. Maybe you're afraid to make it because you know God is going to take you over here and make you do this or lead you to do this. But whatever this, as we enter this next year, let's be in on what God has in store. Let's seek out a heart of change in our own lives and be a part of a change of heart in our families, in our church, in our community. And do it because of the message, just like Paul talked about. I do this because of the blessings of the gospel, because that's what we're called to do, is to lead others to a grace-filled relationship with Jesus Christ. But most importantly, it's not just talk about it. Let's not just become a church, uh, come to church on Sunday mornings, check the box, and, and then keep track of who's not checking the box, right? And let's not just say things, say the right things to the right people so they, they feel it, they, they feel you're paying attention to them. Let's, let's just use the words that, let's not just use the words that people want to hear from us. Let's be doers. Let's be inviters. I taught when I was a kid's pastor, be a bringer. Right? Bring people to everything. It's not just church, but bring them. Bring them to church too. All right? We've got lots of chairs. Okay? Especially in the front, interestingly enough. But be doers. All right? It's getting better. I'll be honest. It's getting better. Let's start new relationships with the, the intent of a change of heart. But let's be in on the great work that God can do through his people when they seek his face and share his love. Can we do that? Can we all stand together for a time of prayer as we close out 2023? And then all you parents can go over there and save Miss Emily. <laughs> Father God, we faced many challenges in 2023, and you brought us through. And we're thankful, God, that you've walked every step with us through the, the passing of loved ones through graduations, through marriages, through the births of, of new babies. Father, you've been there through all of it. You've, you've seen us through, and you've rejoiced with us. You've cried with us and everything in between. And Father, as we look forward, we, we just ask you to give us the boldness that it takes to be in on this, this idea of spreading the gospel, to loving like, like you would have us love, that people will know who we follow by the way that we love, that they don't even need to know our names, but they understand that there's something different about that person because of the way they treat others. Lord, give us that boldness to step out of the, the, the mainstream of the world that is always for uh, our, our, our own good and to share love and to serve others as you extend grace to us every single day. Lord, remind us what it is to live a graceless life, to go back to the times and remember 
when it wasn't so great and see where you brought us through for encouragement. Lord, we love you and we're excited for what you have in store for us as we move forward into 2024 and a celebration next week and all the things that are wrapped up in that. But Lord, help us as we focus our hearts and our prayer lives to draw closer to you and change our lives, change our church, and help us to see with a vision of what you want us to see. Lord, we love you. We're so excited for what you have planned for us. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Happy New Year. And uh, don't forget to go pick up your kiddos at the Potter Beef as well. Also, if you have poinsettias that you uh, purchased in honor of someone, you can grab those today because it's no longer Christmas and we want you to take them home. God bless you. Have a great day.